Welcome to Kush Chat. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Kush Chat with your host, Keon Torres. 2021 has started off with a bang. We have Donald Trump finally banned on Twitter. We have white people invading the Capitol. What the fuck? Anyway, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in each and every Thursday for Kush Chat. We have an amazing guest for you this week. She is a singer-songwriter, and she is the true definition of R&B. And before we get to the interview, let's hear a song of hers. It's called Better Off Alone. But man 
tell the world who you are and what you do. Hi, my name is Samaya. I'm a singer, songwriter, entrepreneur, healer, and all of the above, honestly. I'm from Detroit. And damn, I'm like, who am I? Who really? Who am I? <laughs> That's a good I question. I love it. I'm a lot of things. That- I think I'm just... You relearn, you relearn yourself a lot. That's one thing. What does the name Samaya mean? Samaya means, well, I hear a lot of different other things. Like as a childhood thing, they would say seashells. But now I'm hearing it means like the higher up, like the highest above. So I'm going to take that one. I'm going to take the second one. No, that's dope. That's really deep. That's really deep. Don't worry. We're going to get into all of that. So let's talk about how we connected. We connected through Clubhouse, which is like a little secret society. All we ask is trust. (laughs) Yeah. What time was that? It was like literally, it was like something in the morning. Like It was Mm -hmm. like 12 in the morning, 1 in the morning. But all I know is you was just giving out like readings. So Mm -hmm. let's talk more about that. What got you into readings? Honestly, I think that was like my second day giving a reading because the first day was really good. And I felt like I connected more with people I did not know. So I was like, okay, let me just go on Clubhouse and do it. And then I ran into you and I was, I had no idea who you were. And so you could probably tell them how you felt about the reading, but I think I'm okay. I'm getting there. I kind of put them away because I'm like, it's getting too real. No, it definitely was getting real. I was like so surprised about like the stuff you were telling me. I was like, mm-hmm. damn, I feel like she knew me for like 10 years and shit. <laughs> so it was really good. It was really on point. Um, How spiritual you think you are? Oh, honestly, I think I'm definitely a 10 out of 10. Because I've always been the dreamer type. I have dreams. I see visions and things before it happens. And that's kind of why I keep to myself. A lot of people know me as like in my room. Even my family could say that I stay stuck in my room. It's just my energy gets taken all the time. I'm pretty sure you're an empath Mm. too because I got that vibe from you. But um, I've always been the type where I could see right through people. And I felt like I've always had that since a youngin. So, yeah, I'm going to keep that with me. I wouldn't say I'm a saint or anything. I know a lot of people are like, I'm a healer and I could do this, this. No, I'm just a normal human. No, you're aware of, like, your flaws and, you know, your strengths. Oh, yeah, I have so much flaws. I beat myself up every single day. I think everybody's like that, though. Oh, I'm 100% like that. <laughs> I am definitely the last person to say I am close to perfect. Yo, that that little thing in the back of your head that's like, you ain't shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. All the time. I'm like, motherfucker, you ain't mm-hmm. shit. Sit down and home with yourself. <laughs> I swear, it's all the time. Especially with music. Ugh. Oh, tell me about it. We're like our worst critics. <laughs> we just analyze that. everything. <laughs> Especially if you had it for such a long time, you felt like it's already out. So when people oh, hear it, it's the first time. 100%. 100%. Now, you say you're from Detroit. Tell me about more about your upbringings. Where were you born and raised? Ooh, okay. So I'm from Wayne County. I just say Detroit, but people will know, like, Dearborn area. So I grew up in Dearborn. Mom and dad. <laughs> and then my dad left when I was, like, I think 2008. So I feel like that kind of contributes to my music because... Mm. I've never been the type to really like go or cry or anything like that or show emotion. So I'd just go hide in the closet, listen to music, write music. Um, I think I was always a quiet child. 
very very mm. very quiet my mom always says that and she said now i'm the crazy one that sings and wants to be beyonce apparently <laughs> <laughs> how many siblings do you have i have a sister and two brothers awesome awesome yeah so yeah so um what's your background like tell me more about you like your background like your ethnicity so i'm middle eastern and i know i know all my friends are mm. going to be listening to this I'm Middle Eastern. I, I love my culture. I definitely want to get um, Arabic into my music. Mm, I want to incorporate myself a lot into who I am because being a Muslim girl, like I think I contribute that into my music. So I try, you know, I try sometimes to say some things and my mom will come at me, but you know how the vibes are. Definitely my upbringing, I felt like it kind of oppressed me from doing a lot of things, expressing myself. Um, wanting to do music, wanting to be on TV and be seen or just, even though in person, I was always the girl that was behind everybody, but I felt like that I was being groomed my whole life by God to where I am now, even though I'm still, you know, in my little box. But the day that I, you know, I had the chance to express myself and people really recognize who I am, I know I'm going to be ready. So I don't think I'm ready yet, but... I don't think anybody. Oh, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. No, for sure. What got you into music and what made you want to pursue it? Hmm. This is going to sound so funny, but um, Hannah Montana. (laughs) Because. No way. way, way. You got to explain this story. Because she had two different lives. Like when I would watch her when I was little, I was like, whoa, like she can go be a singer, go back home. Nobody knows who she is. She can go to school. I'm like, that's exactly what I want. I'm like, I want what she has. But obviously, I didn't have a singer, songwriter dad or anything. But she really, like, seeing her do that. And I was like, I could do that. Like, And even though I was so young and I knew, like, things like that seemed so out of touch, I always knew I was going to be a singer and I was going to sing. So I don't know. I don't think it... I think it just stemmed from just listening to music and always inspiring to sing like that artist or get that note. But definitely, I think just life, the way life goes and weird situations made me write songs. I still remember the first song I've ever wrote in. Wrote in. Mm. I said wrote in. <laughs> it's <laughs> all good. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm pretty smacked right now, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, but I really need to know, like, who in particular like influenced your sound because I feel like your sound is just so unique when I listen to your album we're definitely going to get into your album so like mm-hmm. anyone comes to mind like who really like influenced you like sound wise oh I would definitely say Sade Tori Kelly nice. like growing up like trying to get those notes and singing wise is definitely Tori Kelly she's amazing vocalist um Lauren Hill I love Erica Badu um Who's oh Janae Aiko? I can't even forget her. She's a huge inspiration. Rihanna, when I was growing up, like her emo side. Chris Brown. Oh mm. my god, I'm forgetting Chris Brown when I was younger. He was my life. Like I would buy his albums when they'd come out, the CDs. I wish I still had them, but just his vibe and his R and B was everything to me. That's dope. I can definitely hear it mm-hmm. now, especially um. Thank you. Um, Sade and also um, Janae Aiko, I can definitely like hear like influence from them too. Amazing. That's that's really cool. That's really cool. Now let's talk about your album, Daddy mm. Issues. Why that title? <laughs> even though you kind of like broke it down earlier. 
daddy issues you know like I've had a lot of people come up to me like what the hell daddy issues even my mom was like are you serious like what the hell is this <laughs> and it's like it's a serious thing I know it's like a funny thing like oh she has daddy issues but daddy issues is just trauma from your childhood you know your dad is supposed to be your first love how to show you how men should treat you how should they mm-hmm. love you everything you know all of the above he should be the man in every situation but absolutely I definitely didn't have that growing up so i kind of same yeah, here you know like, <laughs> kind of had to leave your, like lead yourself that way even though like my mom was you know my mom's everything she was definitely like the dad figure for me but damn you know it's just you need that and i felt like me growing up and having crushes and you know relationships and stuff like that was like damn like why am i attracting these type of people this is not the way i want to be loved so i feel Mm. like those situations i put it in there it's not just about my dad in this album it's more about me and who what he has contributed to my traumas yeah do you think like not having a father in your life definitely affects like you know your relationships with men because i know Mm. for me like I never met my father. Like, my father cut out soon I was I was fucking mm-hmm. born. So he was definitely, like, never in my fucking life. And it's just, you know, not having a man to show me how to be a man. Like, mm-hmm. I was just around a bunch of women, like, from my mom to my grandma, mainly my grandma and my two little sisters as well. And it's just, it's just crazy. Like, you know, I had to, like, you know, adapt to a feminine mm-hmm. and, like, woman perspective of, you know, of how things go in like in women's lives and it just it was definitely challenging especially like in different relationships i was in mm-hmm. i never had anyone to show me how to be a man i literally had to like show myself how to be a man exactly how to be for and sure 100 and i'm pretty sure you growing up is i think it's a little bit harder for a guy and you know it's crazy your 20s i'm pretty sure you went through this your 20s is like you have to reteach yourself to grow up without a dad because you know you have to learn how to be a man in a certain way and definitely that's gonna make you way more independent you're gonna be on your own you could i'm pretty sure you're on your way you're on your way you're already acting and you know doing podcasts and all these other things and it's just you have to just get it like even with music people always ask me like how do you do i just did it like there's no way of doing things i just did it on my phone i progressed i went to studios you know what i mean you can't just no, hold for sure. on to that. Like, I feel like it really brings us into such an independent light. But at the same time, we lack a lot of things and love. And we have to reteach us that type of love again. Or somebody. I don't know. I don't know. I'm still I'm struggling. <laughs> I'm not perfect. <laughs> no, I, I feel you, girl. <laughs> I feel you, girl. Don't worry. I'm not perfect either. <laughs> but I was going to ask you, do you feel like it does it affect like your relationships like with men, mm-hmm. like not having a father there to show you like a perfect example of how a man should treat you? Definitely. Yes. And I feel like that's kind of why I'm so cold hearted, because if I see something right off the jump, I'm already out. I could see right through people. That's why it's so hard for me to connect with others. But I just try to steer away. But when I do fall, I fall really hard. And I think I start to, like, daydream of who that person should be and not who they are. And I think that's one of my bad traits. So definitely contributes to my love life. (laughs) What's your sign? Cancer. I'm a crybaby. Okay. That makes a lot of sense now. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Interesting. But now, I love the entire album. And there's so many different... Yeah, I just want to say that I love the entire album. There's so many different scenarios in each song, which is fucking amazing. Thank you. Two of my favorite songs is Bad Boy, Good Attitude, 
and hotel lobby. I knew you were gonna um, say break, that. <laughs> explain to Bad Boy Good Attitude, like Ooh. what was like the background with that song? Okay, this is gonna sound crazy, but um, when I was in Miami, I was with my manager, and we're just we were just chilling. She's like, "Hey, um, my good friend, he used to be a football player. He was in the Raiders. I don't know if you know him. His name is David Amerson." That's who. Oh, dope. yeah. His name is Da on the song. So she's like, he's gonna come through. We're all gonna go out to eat. We're gonna chill. And I'm like, okay, let's go. So we go, and he's like, oh, you make music. And they called up his friend that had a studio. He's like, let's go. We all went in there just having fun, and it was just that one was a freestyle. It was just in the moment, I think. And I think that one was the funnest for me. It was definitely in the moment type of song. Yeah, I don't even. Mm. Yeah, even his his verses was like he was trying to get into it, and I was like. Think of like you in a hotel because I was incorporating putting hotel lobby after this. I was like, you know, hotel suites, you know, five star suites type deal. Yeah. But I don't know. I was kind of like in my sassy mode. <laughs> so I was like going off. Yeah. No, I love both of those songs. Oh, I forgot one more song that I really love. It's Dangerous. That song is just amazing. Like, it's just fucking amazing. That's my favorite song of the project. I'm, I'm surprised nobody like really like liked it like that because everybody kept saying better off alone not that i'm hating or anything because i love all my music but i think that one was the most real to me even with the it felt like a cinematic vibe Mm, no you have to tell me like (laughs) what inspired you to write that song because how old are you you're you're 21, 21 right yes Oh my god, like how can a 21-year-old now I haven't heard someone like write like deep music like this for in that age since like Fiona Apple. Like Fiona Apple, wow. I believe she was like 17, 18 when she um made title and it was just like the deepest mature adult music that you can ever hear. And she was like 17, 18 when she put out that album, I believe. And it's just hearing you at 21, an amazing song like Dangerous. Like, I'm just beyond impressed, and it's just a great fucking song. Yo, you have no idea how that song makes me feel. Like, I feel like it was the deepest song. Even, like, the beat itself, when I first heard it, I was like, that's it. Like, this is the song. And the guy that made the beat is from Nigeria. Like, he's all across the world. So when I sent him the song, he was, like, sending me back. He's the one that, um, 12? or No, it's 13 or 12. But it's Lenny's interlude. That's him that's talking. And that was what he was saying wow. about Dangerous. And I was like, yo, like, I'm putting you in the album. Like, everybody that was incorporated, I definitely felt so connected to that song. Because I was talking about, like, a real situation. And I felt like I imagined myself in a dark room. Dark vibes. Me with some black makeup crying. It's like, I should have left you alone. Like, you were dangerous. And I'm, I could just imagine the video in my head. But Dangerous is definitely that song that I felt like was my most emotional. No. To me, that's your fucking classic. Like, it's just a classic song. And it's just amazing. You know so, what? I I was always telling myself, like, if I could have anybody sing that song, it would be The Weeknd. Like, I felt like that week, that's The Weeknd's type of song. Or um, have him featured on it, that'd be crazy. Like, I could just already hear it. I know that's his type of music. No, for sure. But I feel like as soon as you're my age, like, I'm 29. Like, once you're, like, my age and you experience, like, you know life in your 20s i just feel like you're just gonna make an amazing masterpiece of an album once you're like my age oh i i really hope i feel i hope it's not too crazy what i experience because the worse it is the better the music is that's all i can say 
<laughs> yeah, unfortunately, trust me, I know. <laughs> the good songs are like, oh, I'm just in the moment, I'm not even gonna write a song. But when you're sad, it's like, nope, I'm about to talk some shit. No, for sure. What's another favorite song on your album that you really love? Hmm. I really like I Don't Mind. Or You Know, damn, that's a hard question. That's a really good song. That too. one, the sample, <laughs> was my favorite because I love that song Twisted by Keith. Um, I don't even, mm. I didn't even know it was sampled at first, but the guy that sent it to me when I went to the studio, I couldn't even sing on it. So I had the, I didn't have the engineer. He just slowed it down for me and I, I just went crazy. And I know a lot of people love it because of the sample. I'm like, oh, you guys hear it? <laughs> no, that's fire. That's fire. You always have to like love samples. I don't know. It just brings more to the music. I don't know why. But no, for sure. What's your studio session process like? Mine is so much more difficult because when I record, I have to go to a different state. So I go to Bay Studios in Florida, and it's my favorite place in the whole world. Like, if Format is listening to this, I freaking love you guys. <laughs> because when I'm here, <laughs> they'll come in with blankets like it's a hotel. Like, you know you're getting your money's worth, and your sound is on point. They have about three rooms. I go in, I mostly go into room A, and when I go in... I usually have a bunch of food, definitely on standby, smoking. Um, when I go in, I already have the song, the beat, and everything ready. I usually go in with the freestyles first because that's the most fun. And then I get serious and down to business. But I don't like people in my studio session. Probably just one or two people. If it's more than that, then I can't record. Oh, I'm the same exact way. I cannot it's, have anybody there just It's not chilling. even like I'm embarrassed <laughs> or anything. It's just like... Your your energy, your you're in the zone. Is not needed right now, you know. <laughs> exactly. Plus, you're in the zone. Like you're like in your world, like in your head. You're making your imagination a mm -hmm. reality. And plus, like studio time is yeah. super expensive. Like I can't just go in with nothing. So I try to make mm -hmm. sure I'm going in with that song, like every single time. Nah, hell yeah. Do you write your own of lyrics? Course. All all of those are my lyrics. Even some of the um features, I help the artists with their lyrics. That's fire. That's fire. Now, I have, a, like, a mm -hmm. serious question. Are you with the, like, DIY era, like, the do-it-yourself era? <laughs> or you're hoping, like, a label discovers you? Which route? The independent route or the major label Ooh, route? That's a good question. Um, Honestly, I would definitely say DIY. If a label, a bigger label, were to ever come my way, I would definitely do a joint deal. But I've already studied too much not to put myself through what anybody's going through right now. I don't want anybody to have the power over my music and my craft. That's a huge, that's like the one thing that I feel is my freedom. So I'm like, that's my baby. I would probably become a lawyer before I, <laughs> you know, become a lawyer for myself before I get into that. No, hell yeah. Protect your masters were all yeah, fucking costs. Like, I know my worth. Like, I know that one day I really will become something big. It's just... A matter of building myself to that and i feel like god is really just leading me to that so i'm going to make sure that i'm listening to everything that he's showing me no absolutely and i definitely like believe you will get there what do you think about the evolution of r&b hmm i don't want to say something wrong i love the r&b right now i feel like i'm not that too into it just because i listen to myself way too much than i should i'm pretty sure you're the same right? <laughs> I oh to yeah 24 7 but I love R&B right now. It's not as good as the 90s. I'll say that. Absolutely. But we're getting somewhere. I feel like R&B is basically getting on top of everything. Pop, hip-hop, well, I said rap. Hip-hop, every type of genre, I think R&B is coming up. 
for sure. It's going to be the next thing. And what do you want to add to R&B? I just want people to feel. I think that's my biggest thing. I want people to feel everything I'm saying. I want somebody after they listen to my song to be like, yo, like you got to listen to this. Listen to this one thing that she said. And if someone could take my lyrics and like really, you know, connect with it, I think that's my biggest, my biggest goal. That's amazing. That's amazing. Now, I ask every single guest on this show this question. Are you ready for oh this God, question? Okay. Have you ever smoked weed? The person you are trying to dial is no longer available. That's all you got to say. I'm going to hear everybody from my family calling me that's never talked to me in years. <laughs> calling like, what did she say? Nah. Whatever leads anybody <laughs> to their imagination. That was just an amazing answer. The, the last oh, yeah. one was an amazing was answer. So, <laughs> no, nah, that was amazing. I'm, <laughs> that was amazing. I'm you can say that. I'm chilling too. Oh, I know you're chilling. <laughs> I hear you. Oh yeah, I'm really chilling. <laughs> I'm chilling on cloud nine as we hey, speak. Hey, it's so cool that but, uh, we met. Though now that I'm thinking of it, I didn't even know you did podcasts or any of that type of stuff, and I was kind of trying to manifest like a way to get myself to become more talkative because I don't really talk all the time because I'm always like in yeah. my mind I'm the type that I have my head in the clouds so I'm thankful for this opportunity thank you so much for having me oh absolutely and you're just like amazing you're great and I definitely like believe in thank your you. talent and I believe you're gonna go far absolutely and that's as genuine as I can fucking be thank you you surprised <laughs> me you were like but, I listened to your album I'm like wait I didn't even tell him no seriously i i literally did and i I was just you know i listened to it like a couple of times too it wasn't just like a one-time thing like i really wanted to like dissect your music and just you know listen to how amazing and just it's definitely a masterpiece of an album and for someone your age is just i'm beyond impressed and because i've been doing music since like eighth fucking grade and i just like studied the craft of Mm -hmm. music i take music so serious what i also I, i take very seriously is um performing the art of performing have you ever performed before in front of a yes, live crowd I have twice but i need to again because i'm starting to get into my bubble again but yeah i definitely i have mm. a, i have one performance on my page but you'd have to go way back i definitely will <laughs> but tell me more like um when you first like performed what like what did you feel this was like my first ep so i was performing my most popular song favors i know a lot of people know this song but um it was crazy because I did not think people were going to start singing along and people were screaming. And I was like, after that, I was scared. And then after that moment, I was like, this is my song. Like, this is my shit. What am I doing? So I started singing and everybody just gave me the courage to really keep going. So I think it was like definitely something every artist should experience. Just somebody singing your song, even if it's one person, but I'm definitely going to send that to you. I think this is one of my proudest moments. Awesome. You definitely have to send that to me. No, you haven't experienced performing until you were like literally stage diving and crowd surfing. Like I did that and it was like one of the most highlight things of my life. I'll definitely oh my God, I definitely need to that see too. that. Yeah, it's just, it was amazing. And it's just like, I love performing. Like I take performing mm-hmm. so serious. Like for me, I love performing more than recording. I don't know why. It's just like being engaged with the crowd and feeling like you have the crowd mm-hmm. in the palm of your hands. And you're just controlling like the whole fucking world right now, and that's how I always feel when I'm performing. I just and I just go crazy. I just do crazy shit on stage. It's just, I don't know. It's just like the theatrical performance aspect of it. Like I just want to like bring more and just you know, trying to be the greatest performer 
next to like a Michael Jackson or a Prince or Chris Brown and just like anybody who just knows how to hit the stage and just put on mm-hmm. a great fucking show is just like I want to like reach that level and that's just you know always been like my thing when it comes to performing so I know you're gonna like fucking like once you start performing more and hopefully we mm-hmm. get back to like live music because <laughs> of this fucking pandemic I really feel like you're just gonna like fucking kill it and just like go crazy I when can't you perform wait I know I would cry <laughs> I really know I would cry because <laughs> but stage diving like what you went through like that must have been like such a big high and the energy you would feel from everybody in the room it's such a good feeling that's like energy exchange like everybody on the same frequency it's a huge thing everybody's vibing absolutely absolutely all right last couple of questions what do you want your legacy to be my legacy i want my legacy to be that i want every i won't say yemeni because i'm yemeni but um Every Middle Eastern girl to know that they can literally be whatever the hell they want to be. If they want to be a singer, a model, a dancer, a podcast person, I don't even care what you want to be. Doesn't matter if you have the strictest parents (laughs) in the world. Whatever you put your mind to, God is watching and listening and you could do it. I want to make people think if I could do it, a girl like me, you could do it too. Hell yeah. Do you have any more projects on the way or you're like you're planning to like make new music soon? I am traveling soon and I will be releasing videos for my album. So people need to stay tuned for that. And that's when when I go travel, I'm not going to say too much. Um, I'm gonna let you know because I'm gonna FaceTime you. But I'm definitely gonna have a lot of visuals come through more things for my um, listeners to see and view. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. I know I say that all the time. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. You definitely just have to keep me posted with everything because like I'm a fan. I'm a I'm a like a hundred percent support you. Bro, to, the like, fact get that you said end. dangerous, I already know like you're a music head. I already know. Yeah, my music library is just like ridiculous and it can't like be on just my phone. This is literally like on my fucking MacBook. <laughs> like, I have like so much music. My DJ's like that too. Like he just has like a shit ton of hard drives of just like different mm-hmm. like genres of music. That's how much we like love music. And anytime like him and I get together, we just like listen to the most randomest shit. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even have to be in English. It could be like in French or Japanese. It's just like that's how much I just love the do aura you, that um, is music. Do you ever have like a love hate relationship? I have a love hate relationship mm-hmm. with the business side of things. Yeah, I definitely feel there should definitely be a union. You know, in music. and I feel like that's one of the reasons why I haven't. Um, I shouldn't say popped off yet, but like I always pray that. If I really do make it in the right way, like, I'm just led by the right people because it's such an evil, dangerous world. Like, that's dangerous. The music industry is dangerous for a woman, especially. Especially for a woman, yes. Hell yeah, I agree 100%. It's scary because there's so many, like, things that can happen to you, like, knock on wood. And it's just, you know, you have to, like, defend yourself and you have to, like, carry yourself to not mm-hmm. not get taken advantage of. And you, you just got to, like, know your fucking business. It's a cold world. <laughs> And, you know, I've actually experienced, um, I had an A&R. This is way before, like, my album. This is when I was, like, 18, I think. I already dropped my EP, and I had an A&R from Universal that was in Detroit that was working with me. And he was trying to change me so much. Like, ugh. He was telling me that I, I can relate. <laughs> and that I should be open to letting, like, other, like, lyricists and people write for me. And I was like, you know, I'm open to that always. I'm always open to write with other people, but Tanache? No, no offense to Tanache, like she's a shit, but like 
I'm Samaya, like. No, <laughs> <laughs> why? But like, probably oh, gonna be the first shit. Yemeni female girl to ever do this and like not put myself out there in like the wrong way. I don't ever want to show too much. I don't ever want to be put on display as in you know a, a sex symbol like this never what i want to be i want it always to be about the music and who i am as a person mm-hmm. so yolo <laughs> <laughs> no nah, the reason why i was laughing so hard because i'm like the biggest fucking no Tanashi like fan. i i wouldn't be able yeah uh, i wouldn't even be able hot. to dance gotta... like that what type of next to Nashe? no that's too much oh man but no, i was so was offended hilarious. i was no, but no, I definitely get what you mean. Cause like I had like a manager who like tried to like fuck me over and he was just a snake and he definitely tried to change me too, like in his way. And I'm like, dude, you're not an artist. You just, you wanted to be an artist, but you failed at it. And now you're trying to like use other artists to make you look good. I like, I know your game, yeah. like you're full of shit. And like, uh, so yeah, we, no, 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 you keep going on. I'm no, just go on. Thinking about it, I'm just like, uh. <laughs> No, I I feel the same way. (laughs) Because it's funny, like, that happened to me when I was 21, like, dealing with my snake-ass old manager. And he just, like, you know, he did nothing for me. You know, all he did was, like, Mm -hmm. take me to the club and just take pictures with, like, different celebrities and shit. I'm like, I don't want to do this. Like, I want to get to work. And I want to do music my way. And I have a bunch of ideas. And he just didn't want to listen. Like, there was a lack of communication. And he just was stubborn and hard-headed. And we got nothing done. So, you know, I cut his ass off. And I ended up doing me, which was the best decision of my fucking life. Tell me about it. It's like, right after you drop it, everything starts coming to you. Every type of stepping stone that God needs you to take is going to just come right in front of you. That is 100%. And, like, hey, I'm a firm believer in that as well because shit like i've experienced in my life i'm like damn all that crazy shit got me mm-hmm. to where i'm at right now and it will definitely happen to you as well and you will see that on your musical you know, journey that I've you're lost on so many friends this year not even like i wouldn't say they did anything to me it's just i'm leveling up in my mind where i can't even just deal with anybody else's energy like if i need to get to where i need to go I can't have all these people in my ear telling me about their life problems. No offense to anybody, but I got to worry about my shit before I worry about anybody else's problems. You know, every type of energy that energy information that you take in every single day will weigh on you. That's why I try not to touch my phone, even though I do. But uh, like, especially an artist, we get so drained by everybody around us. Even your manager, he probably like made you so freaking tired of everything like Music shouldn't be this hard. It shouldn't be like yeah, that. 100%. I shouldn't be rushed to like put out a song right away. Like I take my time. I just listen to my song like multiple times and I just want to make sure it's like exactly what I have in my head, mm-hmm. how I want it to be. So, yeah, no, and like you said, it's just draining sometimes, you know, having those type of people around you, you know, trying to give you orders when us as artists, we should be fucking free. Because that's the reason why we're artists, because we're creating Mm -hmm. our own little fucking world that we live in. And it's just we shouldn't have anyone interfere with it, especially like dealing with this bullshit reality and society that we live in on this crazy Mm -hmm. ass planet we call Earth. We just have to fucking keep pushing ourselves and just, you know, take no shit from anybody and just keep doing us and keep creating, whether it's music, whether it's podcasting, whether it's acting, just, you know, we can't let no one control us at the end of the day because... That's who we are as artists. We rebel and we create Mm -hmm. and we do what the fuck we want and we make the best possible pieces of masterpieces that 
people will fucking see for the next right. couple of centuries. That's how I see it. Because your music, my music, you know what's crazy? is going to live gonna, fucking like, forever. You're going to be a grandpa one day, and I'm going to be a grandma, and we're going to show our, like, grandchildren these type of music. Like, I made this song and this album when I was, you know, this age, and it's going to be crazy to think about. when. No, hell yeah. It, it's just going to be so, oh like, old and vintage, and it's just... Yeah, and it's just, you never know, like, who else, mm-hmm. like, we might, in, like, inspire, like, by the time we're that age, like, once we're older, like, like, a kid can just pick up one of our albums and be like, damn, this shit inspired me so much, I need to do this, and they can shit, be the next better, great so-and-so. Probably. Like, that's all I want to do, I want to keep this cycle going, keep the legacy going. Hell yeah, hell yeah, and I believe, like, even if this planet mm-hmm. blows up, our music lives on and throughout the universe. And one thing I really want to get into is music therapy, because... I want to see how my music looks in the frequencies, and I don't know how to see it. I, I'm getting too deep, but every type of song has a frequency, and whatever frequency that is, like emo music, if you're talking about sad shit, it's going to be on the lowest frequency, you know? Mm-hmm. Nah, and I love sad music. I don't know why, but sad music, like every time I listen to sad music, mm-hmm. I'm just so calm and relaxed, and it's just the most beautiful piece of art. I don't know. I just love, I really just love emotional-ass songs. <laughs> Yeah, and it just, like, I don't know, it just makes you happy for some weird reason. I know you're not supposed to be happy listening to, like, a sad, emotional-ass song, but I don't know, I just feel, like, you know, happy, and I'm just like, damn, this music is beautiful. So I I think that's why. I just, like, find, like, Mm -hmm. sad music, because I feel like that's real music. Like, people are just pouring their fucking soul and emotions just into, like, a song, like a three- to four-minute song. It's just amazing how, like, all that can just fit in a four-minute song. I know, I'm getting so deep, too. I'm just like, damn. (laughs) Like, damn, when did I even say that? Why do I feel this sad? And I think there's beauty in sad songs. So, no, there's you shouldn't say that. I think it's good to feel happy. You're absolutely right. And just, like, when I listened to Dangerous, I was just happy. I'm like, damn, this song's amazing. Like, I'm fucking hyped right now. It's just beautiful. And I'm, like, thinking of shit I went through. I was like, damn, I overcame that shit. Like, that song, Dangerous, is just amazing. Like, I can't wait till you, like, perform that in front of people. Because I know I people's jaws are going to fucking drop. to just play, like, that beat in itself is, like, it gives me goosebumps. I love that song. I'm so happy you love it. I, I just can't imagine, like, because I was talking about saying, like, you don't believe in my music. Wait, what did I say? Let's go to it. But I was basically saying, like, you don't you never <laughs> believe in my music. You don't want to see me shine. And everything I was saying was so real. And when I listen to it now, I'm just like, damn, like, he wasn't that bad. Is he making his own crazy? Oh, shit. Now, which artist, mm-hmm. which producer, and which songwriter would you Ooh. love to work with? Oh my god. I think artist wise, oh my god, that's really hard. I would say the weekend. Me and the weekend, producer nice. wise, I would say whoever makes scissors beats needs to come through because I, <laughs> he's he's making like fairy type beats <laughs> that in my life. Um engineer. Did you say engineer or am I tripping? Songwriter. No, uh, songwriter. Somebody like you know, you want James, to like write a song James for you. Blonroy. Anybody. I think that's how you say it. He's made songs for Beyonce, Drake, Frank Ocean. Yeah, yeah, I love him. Definitely one of the people that inspired me a lot in music. I think he won a Grammy or something, and I was like, "You're literally <laughs> my inspiration." He went to my Instagram and liked a bunch of my posts, but I'm like, I really hope he listens to my music. Like, forget my post. <laughs> Press the link. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, you never know. He might. He might. You never know. You just never fucking know. Anybody um you would love to perform with, like share the uh, stage with? Like think of like the Grammys. You know how like just perform ooh, with somebody like legendary. Shawty, for sure. I think she's the only Oh, that would be fucking fire. I would freak out and lose my mind if I ever met. Like I would say Lauren Hill, but nah, like she seems like such an she inspires me in ways like I see myself in her because she leaves, like she disappears for years upon years in her band too. And when they experience life, they come back together and create an album. And I'm like, that is what I want in this life. This is what I want. No, hell yeah. I feel like artists like that have like a certain mystique mm-hmm. to them. They're just like a fucking mystery. And I, I want to be like that mystery mm-hmm. one day. And I, I'm pretty sure you do too. Like, well, you could just disappear and then come back. And then people yeah, like, are just craving I mean, the for fame your music. The cloud seems cute and stuff like that. But I definitely want to disappear and like have a family and then come back. <laughs> be like, oh, she had kids. <laughs> uh uh what's your like your dream place to live um definitely not in america let's put that out there hell yeah same here (laughs) my job was like that's the happiest place on earth and i was like okay i'm gonna live there (laughs) yeah (laughs) he made it sound like it was fire i was like okay i'm gonna go to costa with my kids oh my god if you make like a song called you know what the day that comes out called costa rica by me that means um I've disappeared to Costa Rica. I'm gone. I'm not coming back. Oh, no. Costa Rica looks beautiful. I haven't been there, but I heard, like, great things about it. Like, that's one of the places on my to-go list. So, yeah, no, Costa Rica is dope. Like, me personally, though, like, I want to live in Tokyo, Japan, because I just feel like it's so futuristic, Mm -hmm. and I consider myself a futurist. So it's just, like, everything's just, like, forward instead of, like, how backwards this fucking country is. If you could do, like, a lockdown for an album with, like, your producers and engineers, like in a big mansion, where would it be? Like for a whole week. Whew. Damn, damn. Okay. You gotta, you gotta say yours. Like after I say mine. Uh... Only America, though. Oh, only America. Had damn, damn that's trash. <laughs> <laughs> My crazy ass, knowing me, I would most likely record an entire album. Wow. On top of the Grand Canyon. Oh wow, that beats mine. Mine is under the Grand. Canyon. You, is that Utah? Is it Utah? Is that where Oh, is? yours is under? Oh, I'm so dumb. I think it's Arizona. Wait, I don't know. That? I think it's Arizona. <laughs> I'm not sure. Either. I'm just, fucking like, smacked. Having your headphones in the mic and you're just looking out. You probably make music that would yeah. live on forever and ever. Hell yeah. No, that's what I feel. Like, that's something I definitely want to do. Like, Grand Canyon. Also, like, on top of a fucking mountain, too. Or a volcano. Oh, my God. That's I can imagine it. <laughs> stage dive into the volcano. You know. You know where I can see you make an album, especially if it's like where? a cold, like you know, I can see you recording. I really a whole would. Album I volcano. really would. <laughs> and I have low iron, so I'll be shivering. <laughs> that would be fire. The songs. But I feel like that would bring such a like a R and B vibe. Like I don't know why. Like everything's like snowing, it's freezing, and it's just you're on top of a fucking glacier, and you have like the mic right there, and you just I can, like recording you know what? and singing. I'm gonna change mine to that. That sounds way better. But I need, like, a really good quote. Like, if I don't have a good quote, then I can't go. Toronto would be No, good for sure. <laughs> for sure. I think Toronto, when it's snowing, and, like, I just see Drake pull by, I'm just going to be like, okay, I think I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for that R&B song. <laughs> yeah, once you get the Drake Bro, feature, I you know, know you know, like, out key, my mind, I know Drake would fuck me. I know The weekend would. So, like, let's see. Let's see who I make a song with first. 
I'm going to say that right now. I'm going to put that out there into the universe. I'm going to say, I think Drake would collab with you before Definitely. I see that, too. I don't know why. The Weeknd got a whole project coming out. <laughs> and when that happens, you have to hit me up and be like, I Keon, you were right. It Keon was Drake. Was right. <laughs> I'm going to tell Drake. I'm going to be like, Keon oh, was right. Shit, that would be hilarious. He's going to be like, who the hell is Keon? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Shout out to Drake. Shout out to Drake. Shout out to Drake. He's a shit. Shit. Nah, like I, I agree with Fat Joe said. Mm -hmm. He is literally the Michael Jackson of our time. Um, ethic, and the fact that he's a Scorpio, even though you know my album was made by. (laughs) I won't. Oh shit! Another Drake is like gem drops. It's already on level ten. You know what I mean? That one was a level zero. Oh shit. Damn, I thought you was gonna say negative one, but zero. Yeah, there's even no worse. coming up to zero. <laughs> oh shit. No, that's for sure. Damn. Shout yeah. out to oh my God. Yeah, zero out, to out zero. there. <laughs> nah, we stop. Not that. You know what's zero. <laughs> she's gonna oh listen God, to this. He's gonna be like, damn. Nah, I'm gonna say this. He's not a bad person. I just hope he grows into a um a normal human being. But you know, we're all human. Like, that that was a part of the experience for my album, so I'm not hating. It, it came out good. Oh, nah, yeah. No, nah, I'll, I'll, I'll say sure. it for you. Niggas are trash. trash <laughs> but men aren't. Wherever they are. <laughs> I try you to be my know. best that I can be. <laughs> but some, some women are Definitely crazy, too. I'm just putting that out there. Definitely. <laughs> not all. I've had just... my moments. You know, it's... See, see. No, it definitely is. And I feel like when it comes to relationships, I feel like communication and understanding should definitely be key when it comes to that on both sides, man and woman. And I just feel like, you know, instead of like arguing and trying to like fucking kill each other, I feel like definitely just sit down. Ooh, and just I need have to know your side. I Ooh. I'm a Sagittarius. No, it's not you. Uh-oh. It's the woman. All right. Tell me what's wrong with Sagittarius now. <laughs> you guys are... um. You guys are very lucky people, I'll tell you that. Not in the way like, oh, you get um like a million dollars just comes to you. More like the opportunities that present to you, you take them. A lot of people don't take the opportunities. They don't see it. Oh, that makes my, perfect sense because yeah, like, that's sister, how like, I am. <laughs> we don't get along that well, but I love her from a distance. But she's, she's a shit. Like, I'll say she's very masculine. She has a lot of masculine features. Thinking wise, thinking wise, you guys are very smart. Damn, interesting. And you guys are the good, like, you guys we, are the We try to friends. be. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, you know, sometimes you have to, like, separate the person from the artist sometimes. Not all the time, because sometimes the artist and the person is exactly one. But there's some people out there that, you know, sometimes the artist and the person Ooh, themselves um, is just different from each other. Do you think I that? I think in ways I'm trying so hard not to put myself out there, and that stops me, and that's, like, my private side. And then mm. my Samaya side, well, I won't say Samaya. I would say, like, my ultroverted side is, like, oh, my God, you're the shit. Like, you make music and this is that. Like, show the world. And I'm, like, no, no. And I think that kind of stops me from progressing. So, yeah. Definitely two Gemini rising. So, yeah. People always, yeah. I have many <laughs> people hate me. Awesome. I love it. Me, um, and some people absolutely love me and, like, <laughs> Well, Samaya, the Kush Chat Podcast, we definitely love we you. We love and to everybody you. that's listening right now. We, we love all you love guys. you. So definitely Thank you so much. <laughs> awesome, you awesome. Samaya, tell the people where they can find you. Right 
pull up on me. Um, you guys can find me on all platforms on on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, everything. Search up Samaya S U M Y A, and my album Daddy Issues should pop up. And if you want to get in your feelings, go ahead. Um, don't say I didn't warn you. So, thank you. <laughs> I love your personality. You should. I don't know. You're hilarious. You definitely need to do acting down the line. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, no, I love your personality. You like, you definitely have comedic timing, so I'm you should definitely, definitely do acting down the line or like the, improv um, or some shit. Let's do something. Let's put that out there into the universe. Me and Kian are gonna star in. Hell yeah, we're gonna be in a fucking movie, win an Oscar, win a fucking Tony, and yeah, it? we're just gonna take you a bunch of awards home. Here, Hell folks. yeah, let's let's manifest that into the universe. What a perfect way to close this out. Samaya, thank you so much. <laughs> you are one talented queen of a goddess and you will definitely go far and i'm gonna root for you all the fucking way to the bank <laughs> and to the so grammys much, and Keanu. whatever it's else fucking music award show a beautiful experience to get on your podcast because i feel like you really opened me up so thank you so much for this experience